0: This is Your Woo Woo Best Friend, a show about attainable transformation. Hi, it's Andy. Welcome to Your Woo Woo Best Friend. As you are listening to this episode, if you are listening on the day the show drops or honestly, anytime between the end of March and beginning of April, first couple of weeks of April, I have officially arrived in Bali and I'm here for our Wee Wee Immersion Retreat. This retreat has been several years in the making. I am so looking forward to my time with the women in the community that are joining us here in Bali. If you missed this retreat and are interested in doing something that's a little bit closer to home for those of you that are based in the US. We have a Palm Springs retreat coming at the end of August, and it'll be quite different than anything we've ever done before. It will be fully co-living, co-working, collaborating, co-vibing. It will feel like you've rented a house in the desert with eight of your best friends. That's really what the intention is for the Palm Springs retreat. So if you have an interest in coming and just getting on your laptop by the pool and catching up on some creative projects that you've had on the back burner, or if you want a friend or two to go and take some photos with for your business or for your personal brand, you'll have time and space for that. If you want someone to hang out and do some yoga with, We'll be doing that. If you just want to relax and decompress and get into some great conversations, we will be doing that too. So we have a link to the Palm Springs retreat in the show notes. If you want to join us, I would love to have you. We have an interview for you today. I'll be getting into that in just a moment. Before we get there, I have a question for you As you listen to this episode, something that's been coming up a lot in my Conscious CEO coaching sessions is this question around time and how to create more time spaciousness as a Conscious CEO. So I'm thinking about putting together an episode while I'm in Bali, all around time freedom? How do you create space in your business to do things like travel to Bali, to work from abroad, to take time for retreats, to just enjoy the slowness and the beauty of life while also building a business that has potential and impact and Is doing so much. That is one of the things I love working with my conscious CEO clients on. We talk a lot about mindset, vision, and impact, how to get into alignment with your work, the legacy that you're leaving with your business. We talk a lot about how to scale your profits, how to plan your sales calendar and strategize to hit revenue goals and really grow your business in a way that also allows for time freedom and we do a lot of design work community designed content creation so we work on releasing creative blocks discovering ideal clients creating content that converts and best practices for engaging community so if you're interested in hearing more about those topics, and specifically time spaciousness, send me a note, just DM us at your woo woo BFF and let me know what you're interested in hearing about. And I am happy to record an episode to talk more about those topics. If that sounds like something that you would like to speak with me one on one about, we do take new conscious CEO clients once a month, assuming we have space. Right now, we have one space in the month of April. So if you're interested in having a conversation and you want to work really closely on that, just let me know and I can send you more details. Today's episode is sponsored by our dear friends at Herbal Face Food. I continue to be so obsessed with this product. We even have an episode in which I interviewed the founder, Michael Zinn. Herbal Face Food has reached thousands of fans from over 20 countries, and it is the product that some of the world's top estheticians and anti-aging doctors and experts absolutely live by. And it's actually become wildly popular with skincare aficionados in the international skincare capital of the world, which is Seoul, Korea. If you know, you know. I feel so fortunate that Michael reached out to me last year before my wedding and offered for me to try the product before we had a conversation about having him and his brand featured here on our show. And I have to tell you the work that this product has done on my skin to specifically work on my hyperpigmentation. I also have had a lot of irritation in different areas of my skin. Okay, I'm gonna get like real detailed now. I've had like this strange irritation beneath my bra line. Like I don't even wear a bra that often, but when I do, my skin gets really irritated. I've been using The Cure from Herbal Face Food and that section of my bra line And it's like completely healed. It is wild how much stuff this one product does. So I've been using the serum and the cure and the cream as well as a night cream. Love all three of those. And really you could start with the serum or the cure. The cure is a bit more intense. You could start with one or the other and get such incredible results. If you want to give it a try, you can use our discount code. It's WeWeGirl, O-U-I-W-E-G-I-R-L for 20% off the herbal face food collection. And we have a link in the show notes for you. We also have another sponsor that is going to be featured on the show soon. So this is not an official sponsorship announcement, but I am so thrilled that we have developed a relationship with this brand. It is Seed Probiotics, and I've been using the daily symbiotic, and oh my goodness, I'm obsessed. I'm gonna tell you more about it in an episode coming up soon, but I do have a discount code for you for Seed if you know this brand and you've been considering it. I want to go ahead and hook you up now. The code is also Girl O-U-I-W-E-G-I-R-L. And when I learned about seed probiotics and the conversations I've been having with the people at seed, there is nothing like it on the market in terms of probiotics. We hear so much about probiotics and what they ultimately are intended to do for us. This product is the the product. This is the probiotic. It's the daily symbiotic that I recommend that you try out. And again, you can use my code we o u i w e g i r l. So I'll go ahead and leave the seed website in the show notes too. it's seed.com. And I'll be telling you more about it as we get further into the sponsorship. But I'm already such a fan and I'm feeling some things in my body that are just, it's just real good. So more on that coming super soon. Now let's meet my guest today. It is Nita Bhushan. She is the author of the brand new book, That Sucks, Now What? Jay Shetty said about this book, it is a how-to guide that offers grace to the human experience by reminding you that Life may catch you off guard, but you can bounce back and even fly forward. That is truly her mission. She's the co-founder of the Global Grit Institute. She's also the co-founder of the Dharma Coaching Institute, training thousands of people to live their best lives. And she's helping people with this book to move through heartbreak and failure and disappointment after years of research into human behavior observing people in their worst and best moments, being a mother of two small children and failing because we all do because we're human. She knows what it takes to get back up no matter what and thrive. So that's the conversation we're going to have today. Welcome to the show, Nita Bushan. Hey, Dr. Nita, welcome to the show.
1: Oh my gosh, Andy. It's so good to be here, love.
0: I'm so thrilled to have you, and we are going to talk about lots of good stuff today, specifically how we get good stuff out of sucky stuff. That's what we're going to talk about. So let's mm-hmm. start with moments of suck. What are moments of suck? Tell it, You've got a whole book about moments of suck, it's so true. let's talk about moments of suck.
1: Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, my gosh, I've had many moments of suck. I think my biggest moments of suck have been my divorce and that really jump started kind of the biggest evolution for myself. And even in the book, when I talk about magical moments of suck, um, it's really the the types of falls that we have in our life, and I know that for a lot of us, when we've been through heartbreak, when we've been through betrayal, when we've been through loss, when we've been through kind of you know the depths of our situations where it's like wow, it really takes our breath away, but then you know you've made it to the other side, and there's just more and a deeper perspective um, uh, of yourself. That's kind of that's the magical fruit. That's like that's where it's all at. And I think for me, it was definitely uh, December 31st, 2011 when i was like in my master bedroom i had gotten married a year and a half before that and i thought i had achieved every like pinnacle version of success for myself i was a cosmetic dentist and i was doing the thing and i wasn't even 30 at the time and so to my you know family friends who looked up to me i was like the golden child um, but i knew that i was actually keeping a lie and I was mm-hmm. keeping a lie to my very, um, my very traditional Indian family and, uh, my very Catholic Filipino family. Cause my mom was Filipino that I was in this abusive and toxic relationship, this marriage and, you know, in those cultures, they don't believe in divorce. And I was just, I felt like I was kind of caged, um, in this like uh, this time of my life where, like, should I let people in? Do I mm. do I stay or do I go? And I guess, you know, luckily for me, I had the support of, you know, these angels in my life, which one of them was my brother. And the other one was a dear friend of mine. And I do talk a lot about relationships uh, and, and many times different kinds of relationships. I call them my soul support posse. And in this case, my soul support posse was giving me hints and giving me kind of these indications of not like, you know, wow, I, that guy really sucks or, you know, the way that he treats you. But it was painting a version of a better aspect of myself that I did not even know really existed. And one of the things that really rang um, true to me in that time was my friend saying, hey, Nita, you're not even 30. Like my parents are 50 and my mom still walks around eggshells around my dad. Like you have this whole life ahead of you. Is this kind of the reality that you want for yourself? And in that moment, I was like, wow. And so I remember looking at my mirror, New Year's Eve in my bedroom. And I was like, wow, I, I don't need to be here. And so making that really scary decision to leave the home, leave this reality that I've created, and to set forth on this new journey and actually acknowledge and and acknowledge and look in the mirror and say, wow, I'm in a toxic relationship. And that I was in a physical, you know, domestic violence situation where I in the next few days after that, I would gain so much bravery and courage. Stand before a judge, get a restraining order,
0: wow, um,
1: and do some of the hardest things that uh, I never thought I would be able to do. To then start rising out of, you know, the sucky moments. But uh, so that was a big suck. But the I think the greatest suck in all of that was reconciling how and why I got even into that toxic relationship. And I think mm. some of the decisions why and what led me to choosing a partner like that. And I think that, you know, many times we just want love. Many times yeah. we just want validation. And I was definitely searching for someone, you know, that prince charming to like rescue me. I think I watched too many Cinderella movies growing up. That was definitely my genre. Um but because I had went through tremendous loss in my teenage years. And I had to grow up so fast and so early. Um, And at the age of 10, I was a caretaker to my mom, who was really sick. And she was battling uh, breast cancer. And then uh, a year after that, my brother suddenly dies after um, she passes away when I was 16 years old. Uh, my brother dies of an asthma attack, literally almost um, a year later, and uh, and so then my dad went into this deep depression and. There I am, um, you know, taking care and, and being the oldest girl in the family. Uh, coming from an Indian and a Filipino lineage, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of expectation to do household chores, to you know, gather everybody around because we 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 kind of come in like tribes and herds. There's a lot of family members. And then two years later, um, my dad also having his diagnosis and having stage four lung cancer. So if you can imagine, um, so much grief, so much trauma, so much loss that, you know, at 19, you know, I lost my mom, my dad, and my brother. And so, um, of course I enter in my twenties thinking, all right, I'm not going to have anybody feel bad for myself. Uh, I don't want that pity. And I talk about pity party for one in my book, um, that, you know, many times when we're in the suck if we're so used to doing one thing, we might, you know, necessarily bypass the suck. And we spiritually bypass when we've done yeah. a little bit of that work. And sometimes we, you know, we, we sit in the suck for too long. And for me, I I was like, nope, we're gonna like skate through the suck. <laughs> we're gonna skate fully past that and do things that are achievement focused and focus on the external until I couldn't do it anymore, until that December 31st when I would completely, fully burst at the seams and scream, basically, I need help and actually then let people in because I hadn't really. Um, and, and I think sometimes the reality for us needs to get to a certain level where we do take action if we do eventually take action um, to start building a new reality.
0: Yeah, I I feel like the story you're telling is one that so many women can resonate with, at, at least parts of it. And I think that spiritual bypassing thing is something that we, especially when we are doing the work and we really feel like we have had to hold it together for so much of our lives, for so many people, that we really can get tangled up in and we don't even realize we're doing it. What are some tips you have around recognizing when you might be spiritual, doing some spiritual bypassing yeah, rather than yeah. really allowing the the actual work
1: to happen? I mean, one of the biggest things is people generally say, oh, yeah, I'm good. It wasn't that bad. Oh, it could have been worse. You know, I just I, I I did some breath work and and we're good. I did the yoga class this morning and I'm okay. I I talked to you know my healer and I'm going to be fine, right? So it's it's these where you know we we've done some sort of of work, right? Yet, or we think, oh, I shouldn't feel that way because somebody in my position shouldn't feel bad. I should yeah. be grateful for this moment. I should be. I should really be having gratitude for, um, you know, for this. And and even when we're going through a certain sense of loss, even, oh, well, you know, we're, we're all impermanent beings. We know one day we're going to all have an expiration date. Well, yeah, well, it still sucked. <laughs> it still actually sucks um, to go through a breakup. It still actually sucks to have a friend talk behind your back. It still actually sucks to have... Um, you know, lost a job or not get that promotion or not get the thing that you were asking for or hoping for. And to allow, you know, to, to deny ourselves the humanity to actually experience and feel, I mean, it is our given right as, as humans in this human experience. And I think that so, so many of us, especially at high achievers and folks who really look towards the North Star. And I know, I did this for myself so early on. It was one of my coping mechanisms. My coping mechanisms was toxic positivity, was, mm-hmm. okay, my reality could have been worse. I could have been on the street. I could have not lived in the home that I grew up in, right? I could have not had as much family support coming in. But the reality was, actually, you you did lose your parents and you did lose your brother. And, 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 and I'm so sorry that happened, you know? And to even uh, sit with that because so many of us grow up thinking, and I know definitely for myself and in my own reality, I wasn't allowed to share those big feelings that it, it, those the big feelings weren't allowed. So this was the mentality and the stories that I was telling myself was, all right, it's not so bad. And, and this is what I was told growing up. Honey, it could have been worse you know, thank God you, you, you guys are are okay and you're doing okay for yourself. And, and not one person ever said, yeah, wow, let's, let's sit in this. And perhaps maybe looking back, it was too painful. And, and I get that. I'm not trying to, you know, um, diminish that. And I think it, it definitely added to, um, my depth, of course, and, and, appreciating the contrast, but there's so much wisdom in being able to acknowledge, yeah, something didn't go as planned. And, and just the first and foremost tip that you can all do is just acknowledge it and, and then yeah. see where it feels and to really embody it, you know?
0: Oh yeah. So important. And so it's so challenging to begin to get into that space because we don't allow ourselves to embrace our humanness. Often, we're just trying to get to whatever is next on the docket. And so the humanness part just kind of like escapes us and, and allowing that space for, for that feeling and processing and sitting with the emotions is so incredibly important. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about bravery you obviously had to you had to you had to conjure up a lot of bravery yourself what are some of the approaches you've taken to conjure bravery when you've needed it but what are some of the misconceptions about being brave at the same time
1: mm. oh yes well you know i think that so often when we are faced to have courage to do something new uh, or even set out on a new path. I mean, I've been called the queen of reinvention and I've I've reinvented myself, um, you know, many times in, in my life so far. And I love that. And and it comes with a sense of the notion of being unapologetic and unapologetic is this just fearless, badassery that I'm going to just take charge and, and go and, and be okay with making these mistakes. And it's funny as we're talking about this, I, we just I just finished this ten uh, days to suck at something new challenge, and it, it called for a lot of bravery because most people who wants to suck at something, let alone um, you know for ten days. And and what I say to that is well. Yeah, for me in my life, I, I had to be brave many times. I had to be okay with, you know, being the smallest fish in the room um, after selling my dental practice, after trying different hats on. And one of the concepts that I talk about in um, my new book, That Suck Now What, is there is, you know, there there are four pillars to actually... Building what I call your bounce factor, and your bounce factor is your ability to bounce when you know things mm-hmm. are tough, and your ability to actually be f- agile and flexible. And one of the pillars in this bounce factor is your ability to welcome good stress, and that takes a bit of bravery. That takes a bit of bravery because, and when if, if somebody's listening to this thinking, why would I want to evoke good stress. What is that going to do for me? Well, hear me out. So in our current environment, if we are just complacent, if we are just staying with what feels really good right now, how are we going to be stretching ourselves to the capacity of our edges? And, you know, that's growth. And so often when we look in our own lives, bravery can look like, Standing up for ourselves, speaking our truth when we are taught to be timid or shy, or maybe even dim our light because what if they think badly of us? Or what if, you know, I'm going to be judged? So we have so many preconceived notions around. If I speak my truth, well, what if I get trolled? If I speak my truth, well, what if I get canceled? Uh, I hear this so much in the space where I'm in, you know, in, in, in teaching and coaching and educating. Uh, many times now, because of this, the bullying that goes on online, we tend to just keep the status quo. But the bravery in that is, well, actually speaking your truth and speaking your opinion, And okay, what's the opposite of that? So it could look like starting to practice speaking your truth, starting to practice writing down, uh, what you are actually thinking of and perhaps maybe even saying it out loud because many times we're thinking these thoughts and we're not even sharing it with anybody, but we're just thinking and we're ruminating. But what if we just even share it? And it sounds so bizarre and it sounds weird, but Maybe feel even better when you actually have said it already. And maybe that's all you need. That's your own cathartic practice. And another way of evoking good stress is to actually start to uh, lean into even hard conversations. And the, you know, this is the, the hallmark of my work is most of the time we're so afraid of having difficult conversations. Most of the time we're so afraid of upsetting somebody else that you know I'll hear people say oh I don't do confrontation or I don't like to rock the boat well what if there was a way where we can share our needs and we can share what's really on our mind but that's really affecting us because the opposite of that and I see this with a lot of people pleasers former people pleasers because I was a former one as well we can't articulate our needs because we want the other person to like us we want the other person to accept us we want the other person to um you know, we want to belong, basically. And what if we can share some of the things that we need so that maybe they can be a better friend to us, so that, uh, you know, they can be a better partner to us. And I think that is the beauty, an example of how we can be brave in putting ourselves out there and evoking good stress, because every time we have a difficult conversation, We get better at it. We're not going to be perfect at it because we're going to suck if we haven't done it. But slowly and steadily, that's going to be building a new muscle in us. So bravery.
0: Yeah. You talked about the bounce factor, which is in your book. It's a big component of the book, and it's about breaking through to finding lasting and audacious resilience. Talk a little bit more about the bounce factor and how we begin to tap into that.
1: Oh, yes. So I guess, you know, kind of to set the foundation right in, you know, I, I, I kind of imagine it. I'm so visual. I imagine it as basically like a rebounder or kind of a trampoline. You have this trampoline and you lay on it. Or if you have kids like me, a little bouncy house, um, where you lie on the bouncy house and you're just bouncing up and down, but this is the foundation for us to be agile, to be flexible. And you know, another visual representation of this is if you've ever seen Cirque du Soleil dancers or these trapeze artists where you have two trapeze artists, they're hanging on one bar and they're going to the other bar and they're, you know, and 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 the other person is is trying to like catch on to them. They are in sync. They are in flow. And our bounce factor is kind of our foundation to bounce, well, through storms, to to bounce when things are not going our way. And I talked already about, you know, inviting good stress and shifting our environment so that we can expand ourselves. And also, you know, the first part of the bounce factor is is really making peace with our upbringing and doing that sense of introspection and doing that sense of just looking back to see, how was I actually raised? Was I raised in a household that Honored my feelings and honored my opinions. Was I actually valued and and heard and seen, uh, or was I was I raised in in a helicopter uh, parenting environment where I wasn't allowed to do and I was very sheltered, or was I like a latchkey kid and I had to I grew up on the streets and I had to do things on my own. And, and so there was a lot of this grit and resiliency, or was I meant to be in a household because gender roles were something and girls could only do this and boys could only do this. Right. Or was it, were there cultural nuances where I know even in my family the, the you know the boys had a little bit more liberty, and the girls were kept to do like cooking and and supporting the other ants in the in the kitchen. Uh, and and how did that play a role in your relationships or how you related to other people in your life? And I know that in my world, growing up. Well, I already told you that a lot of those emotions that I needed to express, wanted to express, I couldn't, you know, I was told, Nita, don't cry. Big girls don't cry. And how many of us, you know, even as, as, as men, but even women were told big girls don't cry, right? You were strong. You were so strong. And that really had my upbringing in a way where I, 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 I I kept things in, you know, for the longest time. And so, and the third aspect to my bounce factor and, in really cultivating your bounce factor is your emotional capacity to feel. So are you actually feeling those emotions? Are you actually experiencing those emotions? And, and honestly, the good and the bad. And I always say, you know, take, any heartbreak, for example, maybe when you start dating again, are you also uh, experiencing the, the the newness of that relationship, where there is curiosity, and maybe you are reserved because there is uh, a sense of you know skepticism because this is a whole new relationship. And so that's the emotional capacity to feel, allowing yourself to feel some of the emotions that maybe we judge ourselves for. And maybe we judge ourselves for because, well, we haven't actually had practice in experiencing those emotions. And then finally, your radical self-awareness. And your radical self-awareness is really paying attention to what no longer aligns with you. Or maybe some of the things that you thought you have integrated, but maybe they are still causing or poking holes uh, in your bounce factor because you haven't really paid attention to it. And, And really attuning to where you either need to slow down in your life or need to make shifts in your life, what no longer fits in your current reality because you're starting to evolve, because you're starting to grow from whatever sucked in the past. Talk to me
0: a little bit about triggers. When we're finding in our day-to-day or in our relationships or maybe our conversations with mom, we're having these moments where we're like, yeah, yeah, I'm really like feeling it now. Like something is really coming up. How do we start to work with those to become maybe not masters of our emotions, but become better at exploring what those triggers mean in relation to our emotions?
1: Oh, yes. Bring me the triggers. I mean that's going to happen in every single relationship, right? Because we are imperfect beings. And, you know, the best part of this is notice, notice right now, I mean, have a thought of it, uh, take your closest relationships. And many of you either have, you know, partners or maybe your best friend or maybe a caretaker in your life, but think about, you know, the, uh, the trio and just, uh, uh, just think, where in that relationship, or what exactly in that relationship causes you to get triggered? And I'll just give you an example in in my life currently, right now, my uh, my dear aunt, my my sons. Um, grandmother, She's my, she's my bonus mom and she's pretty much one who's, who's raised me and been a big part of our life. But the biggest thing that we have every time that she comes over and she knows that we don't really give the kids candy, you know, once in a while And, uh, and so we found these like gummy bears, the, the smart sweets ones, the ones that are like kind of good, but you know, they're still probably not that good for you. But, uh, it's a mom who created these smart sweets. They're amazing. They're, you know, no sugar, maybe one gram. I don't even know the thing, but the point is my, um, aunt will give my kids like the regular gummy bears, sour gummy bears, like the stuff that we grew up on. (laughs) He's four. Okay. And that's my biggest thing, right? My value is health. I mean, I lost my parents to cancer, right? So that's a visceral trigger. And for my and and I know this is probably like the smallest thing, but it is always the smallest thing that will trigger you, right? But it goes back to a very big value that we have, well, health and well-being. Why are you going to feed my kid sugar, and even you know not even the good kind of gummy bears that I have, right? Smart sweets, mm-hmm. which you know isn't isn't uh, the answer, but it's it's better than some of the other ones that she'll have. The point is, I've had many conversations. Not one to my husband has conversations with her, and I mean. If I were to judge my aunt, she doesn't really listen to anyone. She's like an older Indian woman. She's our elder. I mean, she's doing the best she can, but let's be honest. What does she want to really do? She wants to connect with my son. She wants to have a bonding with him, right? Yet, so she will violate our agreement because she wants to so badly connect with him. Okay, Now that's what I know, um, the human side of myself, the compassionate side of myself, but the real like mom side of myself comes out and I get so irate when I see her give him a gummy bear after I've even talked to her so many times. And this happens, you know, frequently when she comes over. And so, and so now I notice when that's coming up, I'm like, wow, okay, how does that make me feel? well it makes me feel that i wasn't heard it makes me feel that she doesn't care about my values but have i ever told her why i feel the way that i do not in the way that i just shared with you guys no i have not <laughs> actually this is this is a reality check even for me <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and so and i think that when we are doing our own process it's safe to say that the closest people around us may not know our value system of where we're coming from. And we also, you know, it's easy to judge that person. It's easy to say, oh, well, she's not listening to me. I keep telling her the same thing. Oh, I keep telling him the same thing to clean up after his mess. And nope, he still leaves it in the, di- you know, the dishes or whatever. Trigger. Well, why? What does that mean for you? What does it mean when you are not feeling heard? Okay, let's go beyond that. Let's go underneath that. And in what for that person? Um, what is what's their reality like? Because they're not seeing what you're seeing. Well, what is what what is their connection? Their connection. Her biggest uh, love language is gifts. So she's constantly giving mm. my kids gifts yeah. in one way or another to connect. She's like, I have
0: to bring the gift, and it's going to be this delicious treat.
1: Yeah, that makes so
0: much sense.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so, but most of the time in our triggers, we're only exploring ours and our connection back to our value system. What about the other person? What are they tying it back to? Like, is it it, it, another example of like the dishes in the dishwasher or in the, in the sink? What does that actually relate back to that person who did that? maybe they think that, you know, washing the dishes in the morning is, is like their cue or in the evening is their cue. It's not going to be the same time that you do it, but also to see where they're coming from. That's the humanity of that. Um, and so I would, I would start there as like peeling beneath the layer of, well, why are we doing that? Why are we judging that? And actually sitting with that um, and then getting to the root of, oh, okay, I'm feeling this way because, and the reason why I'm so against that is because to arrive at your conclusion. Mm. Yeah. So, so, so
0: good. So good. Tell me a little bit about the flying forward framework that you talk about in the book.
1: Mm, yes, yes. So one of the things that uh, when we are ready to fly forward past pass our setbacks, there is, there's five steps. And this is for anybody who is maybe in a suck situation right now, or maybe is finding themselves in Um, a hard aspect, or maybe even some sort of transition, there will be some sort of fall. And that's step one. And my fall looked, you know, different in so many different ways, right? The fall could have even been me having a conversation with my, my lovely aunt about what kinds of treats she's giving and not giving to my son, but that's a fall. It's our realization that something didn't go to plan. It's the divorce. It's the loss. It's the medical diagnosis. It's, it's the, it's the thing that you worked on that didn't go your way, um, and so and and then it leads us into step 2 which is your the ignite because it ignites you. There's a fire under your belly. You have to make a decision. Are you going to stay or are you going to go? Are you going to, you know, release that friendship or are you going to just continue but ignore? Are you going to make a decision that may shift the trajectory of your life in some way, shape or form? And if you do say yes to that adventure, then you get into step three. And step three is rising. So we're rising, meaning that we are leading with curiosity, meaning that we are leaning into the uncomfortable because we've never done it before. Kind of like me having that, sitting down and having that conversation with my aunt, or even after the divorce, um, maybe going on a few dates to see am I even ready for this? So, you know, when you're in that rising stage, it's going to feel uncomfortable. You don't know this new reality. You're, you're just in this acceptance and you're curious, but you're also reserved. You're also skeptical, but you're also kind of like, well, there is maybe this newness here. There is this liberation. There is this freedom that I'm feeling. And then we get into step four, which is, all right, you've built a little bit of that confidence. Now we get to magnifying and magnifying is beautiful because now you no longer care what other people think. You no longer care about this, uh, where you have been because you've already started to build your small incremental steps of you in this new reality and you're starting to pay it forward. You're starting to recognize your voice. You're starting to maybe have pep in your step, which then leads you to thriving. And the thriving stage, stage five, it doesn't mean that you're never going to have a fall. (laughs) This is a cyclical pattern, right? Uh, It just means that now you have this unapologetic, this this intentionality about yourself. And you now have the tools to emotionally process. You have the tools to have, to strengthen your bounce factor. You now know how to emotionally regulate. So when you have a fall, it's not going to be as tough. That it's still going to happen. And you have the awareness and the processing to know, hey, how am I playing a role in this? How am I taking personal responsibility for this? And can I allow myself to feel the depths of that suck? And can I pay it forward to somebody else? So can I share my story on a podcast? Can I share my story with other people? Can I write it in a journal entry and just and be okay with my reality now that I've created and actually celebrated how far I've come and to see the magic in the mess. Mm. Yeah. Moments of chaos
0: and challenge and even the suck can be such beautiful opportunities for us to find change and possibility. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your work with us. Where can folks find your book and all of the other amazing resources that you have out there in the world?
1: Oh, my goodness. Yes. Well, I have a very special gift for your That's listeners amazing. today. We love gifts. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So when you do get the book at com, it actually comes with 44 page free handbook guide journal i have it right here and it's color-coded but basically it is all of the journal exercises to go even deeper in your exploration, to go even deeper in your healing and to kind of turn a new leaf of where you are at in your own journey. And it also comes with a five-day fly forward uh, healing practice, which is affirmations and meditations and visualizations to support your healing journey. And we do start on day one with relationships.
0: Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure getting to have this conversation with you and I'm so I'm so excited for our listeners to get into those journal exercises to get into the book and to get into your work. Thank you so much for sharing it with us.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Annie, for having me.
0: My pleasure. See you soon. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode. As a reminder, if you are interested in hanging virtually once a month with this community, Club Cascara is officially open. We had our first gathering this past week, and it was so magical to meet some of the community members from this show virtually in real life. And we also have an incredible resource library that we've been building out full of things like business tools, creativity tools, meditations, well-being, exercises, so much good stuff. And we're constantly adding to it book lists, playlists. So many valuable tools for you. So if you're interested, it is The Price of a Yoga Class. We have a link to Club Kascara in the show notes, and I invite you to join us anytime. You can come and go as you please. You are not locked into any sort of commitment when you join the membership. If you've not yet left us a review for this show, I invite you to take a look at the app that you are listening to this episode on right now. And give us five stars if you feel that that's what we are worthy of. And if you're listening on Apple Pods, also, let me know that this is the episode that you listened in to. And what else do you want to hear from us this season? I always love hearing your feedback. It helps us develop the show so, so much. With that, we are complete. If you feel called to share this episode, you can tag us at your woo bff. I love to see you sharing the show and celebrate our first 100 plus episodes as we move through this beautiful year and plan another 100 to come. Have a gorgeous start to your spring. I'll see you super soon.